0: Welcome to the podcast Arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching.
1: And welcome to everybody who is... Joining us online to everyone who's here in person, you are most welcome. Today we're going to talk about understanding the spirit, soul, and body. Understanding the spirit, soul, and body. So I'm gonna do a quick introduction and then we will begin our conversation. Our Bible text for today is First Thessalonians 5, verse 23. It's just one verse, so hopefully we all memorize this. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen now the key the the reason why we're reading this text is the prayer here was for our word spirit soul and what body so from this scripture we see that man is tripartite just like god is we've heard about the concept of the trinity right so there is god the father god the son and god the holy spirit amen and then for man we have what the spirit the soul and the body and I'm sure everybody knows what the spirit is. So the spirit is the part of a man that connects to God. So when you give your life to Christ, what happens? It is your spirit reconnecting what back to, to God. So that is our spirit. What is the soul? I'll need to have, Oh, perfect. Who can define what the soul is? What is the soul? Just quick definition. Amen. So the man is made up of spirit, soul and body. Now when we give our lives to Christ, like I mentioned earlier, is that our spirit man, who, which, is, which was dead, is reconnected back toward God. Now when, when man fell in the Garden of Eden, the Bible says that if they eat of the tree of um, the tree, that the man will do what die? Did the man die? Did Adam die? when he ate of the tree? He didn't die. Sorry? He didn't die. So was the Bible lying? He, did, he died spiritually. How? I need somebody with the mic. Everybody's answering. He died spiritually. Is that correct? Or he did not die at all? Maybe he didn't die. I just don't know. You can, you can tell me. Did Adam die? Yes. And he died spiritually. How did he die spiritually? Please give him the mic. So what part of the tripartite nature of man was disconnected? The spirit. Amen. So the spirit was disconnected from God. So the definition of death according to the Bible is what? Separation from God. Right, so death is separation when your spirit leaves your body, you're still alive. It's just that when there's that separation, now we say your body is what dead. So, in the same way, when man fell, man was disconnected, he was separated from God, and that is what death amen. So, and an unbeliever spiritually, what's the difference? A regenerated spirit so a believer is reconnected back to God we have a regenerative spirit but an unbeliever is still what disconnected from God now what about the soul what happens to a believer when you what happens to your soul when you give your life to Christ your soul is give precious the mic your soul is renewed yes. at the point of salvation Okay.
2: So I'm I'm the reason I said that so is because I'm seeing it from um Romans where he said that we keep renewing our mind. Okay. Right? So I believe at the point of salvation, even though your spirit got um, regenerated when you give your life to Christ, your soul also in a way got renewed because you have a new understanding. Like you're aware of what you're doing. Okay. So then so the more you continue to follow him, the more your mind is. Keep renewing. The more you know God, so that's where I am coming from.
1: Thank you so much. So there is access for the believer. So to for a believer, when you now become a Christian, right, your soul has access to God to to be renewed. Right? So you have the potential to renew your mind and have renewal in your soul. But an unbeliever cannot do that because they are not connected to what? To God. But bodily wise, we all remain what? The same. So man, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, is made up of spirit, soul, and what? Body. I would have, um, can I have my, okay, three stands. Man is made up of spirit, soul, and body. Now I wanna compare, I wanna compare, um, I wanna compare the Trinity to to man, the way God designed us to function, comparing to how God functions in one second. This is the father. I'm going to grab my mic in a bit. our Bibles to Isaiah 44 verse 6. Isaiah 44 verse 6. So we're going to compare how man functions to how God functions because we were created in his likeness. Isaiah 44 verse 6 says, "Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am first and last besides me there is no God so in the very first at the very first beginning it was the dispensation of who of God where God will come and he will talk to Abraham. Where God will come and he will talk directly to what? Noah. So at the very first instant, we see a dispensation of God. And when God comes, he says, I am. He's not in submission to anybody. He says, I'm God all by myself. There is nobody what like me. Now, after the dispensation of the father, we see the dispensation of who? Jesus, the son. Now, let's read John 5, 19, John 5, verse 19, John 5, 19 says, and Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. So now we have the dispensation of, now we have the dispensation of the son. And the son, use this as my yeah. So the son is in submission to the father. The son comes and Jesus does not do things by himself. Jesus comes and he is submitted to the father. Hallelujah. Now, when Jesus, the dispensation of Jesus was over and Jesus was going to leave, Jesus says, I will send you a comforter. Let's read John 16, 13 to 14. John 16. We're going to read verse 13 to 14. however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to what come. So God reigns, God comes in his dispensation. He is not submitted to anyone and he is God all by himself. Jesus comes and Jesus lives in submission to the Father. And then when he sends the Holy Spirit, even the Holy Spirit does not do anything by himself. The Holy Spirit only does that which he was told to do. So he speaks to us not of his own authority, but that which he hears for us to speak. Now, when we see how the Trinity functions, it's a reflection of how man should function. Adia, have you come help me again, please. It's a reflection of how man should function. So let's have this picture in our mind. So this is our spirit. And according to design, the spirit should rule. The spirit should have the biggest impact in our lives. The spirit should have the biggest impact in our lives. And our spirit, our our souls should be submitted to our spirit. And the least of all should be the body. So the body should now be in submission. Oh, this is perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. So this is the spirit so god designed man to live from the spirit we are spiritual beings so my our souls should be in submission to our spirit and our bodies should be in submission to what our soul. So we function just like the Trinity. We should function according to design. So this is one of the reasons we know that we are created in his image and in his likeness. That is how we are designed to do what? Function. Do we function like this? Is that, is the question we're going to answer today. So my first question is for somebody who is not a believer, what realm do they function from? Body, soul, or spirit? Someone who is not a believer, what realm do they, does the person function from? Use the mic, please. And you have to tell me why, though. If you say so, tell me why. Yes, there's one person right there.
3: Yeah, from the soul.
1: From the soul. Why do you say so, sir?
3: Yeah, because the body is like the container to the soul. So it's the soul that actually that controls the body of unregenerated uh, Umabim.
1: Okay. Thank you. Do we all agree with that, or does anybody have a different suggestion? Where does an unbeliever function from? Okay, you're, you're in agreement, from the soul. So what about the people that live according to the lust of their flesh, whatever they Nobody functions from here? Yes. I
2: don't believe anybody functions from the body. Oh, okay. Because our decision is made, made in our mind, and we believe that's where the, the soul, like our mind and everything, control everything, right? So, okay. if I'm going to if I'm going to lift my hand, mm-hmm. I've I'm already imagined it in my in my in my mind, mm-hmm. which I believe is my soul. Okay, say, for me to do that. So okay. I believe for an unbeliever, everything about us about them is
1: from is from the their soul thinking. Yes. Okay. Yes, ma'am. And then I'll and then first the IT. Oh, there's one person there. Okay, I'll take, I'll take you, ma. I'll take you and then I'll take first IT. Yes, ma. All
4: right. So, I believe that um, for a non-believer, the function from the body. And why do I see this? Mm-hmm. You know, um, when you yield to bodily desires, that is what controls you. Mm. It's not so much about the soul. You don't even think Mm -hmm. this is what my body wants and I want to satisfy it now. I have pleasures of doing this at this time. I don't think twice about it. I Mm. go for it. Mm. I have the desire to eat. I'm hungry. I don't think about it and I want to eat, let me say, um, burger. I go for For it now. Mm. So I'm yielding and I'm living according to the dictates of, of the how body. I feel mm. of my body. Thank so you so much.
1: So some people function from the... Thank you so much, Ma. Yes.
2: Okay. I think it's both the soul and body in the sense that, of course, the soul is the seat of emotions. All this we, we move by the ungenerated man moved by how they feel, ETC, and is expressed in the body. So okay. for example, do this, do that. It, it came from thinking about it and because the the mind and the soul, mm-hmm. uh, the thoughts, emotions are not uh, regenerated and it's expressed in the body. And it's expressed whether, in the body. Whether it's immoral, you know, immoral, living, stealing, whatever, lying. You know, we use our body to
1: so both bolt bolt rims. Yes. Okay, thank you so much, Pastor Ity.
5: Okay, so um, I was just I was just thinking about the question, um, mm-hmm. and and maybe I was just trying to understand the question. If the question is, where do we function out of, in the sense of where where are where are our decisions made mm-hmm. or more so what is having the most influence over us while we are when we are unbelievers versus when we are believers
1: the second one what's having the most influence so if us? it is that then mm-hmm.
5: i would say when we are unbelievers we are subject to the flesh which is which partners with our body and okay. that's what's having the most influence over us because i see the soul as it's and why we talk about renewing the mind, is mm-hmm. because that soul needs to now get subjected to the spirit and the decision, the influence of the spirit as we've changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but prior to that, we, you know, I think it's in Ephesians that says that we, we did not have control. We didn't. We lived um, without. Um, i can't remember the words that he used. now but we didn't have control over how we, we lived as if we were dead you know according to the dictates of this world and so on so i see that as the influence of the body had the preeminence before we were um born again mm-hmm. and then when we're born again then we are now living by the spirit, by the spirit. And, and renewing our minds to always be obedient to the to the influence of the spirit
1: okay thank you so much thank you for all of those and it's true mostly as unbelievers we, most unbelievers will function from the realm of their body, but there are some people who have disciplined themselves and they would function from the realm of the soul. Now, life is spiritual. Do unbelievers function from their spirit? Do unbelievers function from their spirit? Before we go to believers, yes, ma'am. Any spirit, do they function from the, influent, the, the, from the spirit?
4: Okay. Yes or no? I'll say yes, okay. but I will want to you know, address it and say, okay, what spirit are we now talking about? Okay, the that's, human spirit. That's it.
1: The human spirit. The human spirit. Do they function from their spirit? Okay. Yes. Amen. I'll take first and make and then I'll continue. Sorry? Yes. No? Okay. No? So yes, they can function from their spirit, amen. Now, the fact that when when somebody is not a believer, right, your spirit is not reconnected to God. However, that does not mean that your spirit cannot be influenced by another spirit. Now, God is the only spirit that takes permission before he comes in, the devil doesn't. The demons do not. Now, there are so many unbelievers. Remember, Pastor was saying life is spiritual from last Wednesday if you look at our world today there are so many unbelievers who are functioning from their spirits but they do not know it and how do i know when when somebody is say if you function from your body you can give into the natural desires of your body but when you're giving into desires that are not natural where do you think it comes from so there is an influence and whenever there's an influence from the spirit realm. It would influence the soul. It would influence the body. And then the person wakes up and tell you, but that's how I feel. That's who I am. But they're not aware that the control is from where? The spiritual realm. So when we see perversions in the world today, it's not natural, it is spiritual. And that's why you can't, can't, medications can't take them away because it's not a natural default, it is a spiritual perversion. So most unbelievers will function from their spirit, but without knowing. Have you ever thought about it? That somebody doesn't want you to get something. Somebody hates you and you know, this person, maybe they want you to lose your job or something, and then you go and pray about it. And then the next day you come and the person is behaving differently. What changed? So which means that person was acting under the influence of what? Of a spirit, because your prayer did something. That change their attitude towards you. Life is what? Spiritual. So, when people begin to act in a certain way, the question we begin to ask is Is it just natural? Because life is what? Life is spiritual. When we're having people who, who are having desires towards animals instead of human beings, do you think that's natural? That's not from your body. That's not how your body was designed. That's not from your soul. That is from somewhere else. So life is what? Spiritual. And we have the capacity to function from any of this realm, or the, the capacity to function predominantly from any of this ones. But God wants us to function from what? Our spirit realm. Now, as believers, when we're reconnected back to God, the desire is that we would... Now, our spirit man is perfect. Our spirit man is connected to God. Our spirit man is... You know, this is where the Holy Spirit comes to influence us. God wants us to develop our spirit to the point where the spirit begins to influence our soul. This is where the renewal of our mind. So the soul is made up of what? Our mind. Our will, our what? Emotions. Now, your will, your emotions are still subject to your mind because that's where the thought process takes place. You will, you will feel according to what you're thinking, right? You will make decisions according to your thoughts. So even in the soul, the mind will now be the most influential piece of what? The soul. So the Bible teaches us that once we become Christians, we're believers, our spirit is now connected to God. now. But this guy here, for the past maybe 20-something years, has been living under this one, has been living according to natural laws, has been living according to the dictates of flesh. So that's all the soul knows. So now we now want the soul to be renewed, to begin to align to the word spirit. And that's what God wants from us. Amen. The next, we're going to talk about developing our spirit. So now you're born again. Now your spirit is connected to God. And then we can begin that process. How do we develop our spirit man? How do we develop our spirit man? What are the things we do that, de- this, guy is, this guy is perfect, but this guy needs to be, to be developed. How do we develop our spirit man? Quickly, I'll take two people. What do you do to develop your spirit man? Or does the spirit man doesn't? Or he doesn't need anything? Yes, yes, sir.
5: I believe that uh, it's more like exercise, okay. right? So you need to always be in the spirit to be able to kind of like rekindle that energy. So you need to uh, you need to pray more. You need to okay. fast more. Okay. That we'll be able to renew the spirit.
1: Thank you. So we need to pray, we need to fast. What else do we do? Thank you so much, sir. What else do we do to develop our spirit? Like he said, it's exercise. What else do we do to develop our spirit? Sorry? Study the word. Thank you. So the spirit man can be developed through the study of the word. So we, it's fed through the mind and it's developed. It's also developed in direct connection to God. So when we begin to spend time praying and we're connecting to God in spirit, that gives us an opportunity to develop our spirit in the place of worship. The Bible says worship in what? In spirit and in truth. There is something that happens to your spirit man every time you are connected in the place of, what? of worship. So those are some of the things that we can do in order to develop our spirit, mom. Now, you'll notice that every time, you are, every time you're engaging in spiritual activities and you sense the growth or the development in your spirit, you become more spiritually sensitive. Have you noticed that maybe if you have an extended time in prayer or fasting, you begin to have clearer dreams sometimes for people that dream. So there are certain things that begin to happen when you become more spiritually what, alert. And that comes from engaging in spiritual what activities in order to exercise this man in order to build capacity in our spirit. Now, as we begin to do that, the next step will be to deal with the soul. Now, the soul has been conditioned to, to the soul had been conditioned, right, to walk under natural laws. But now that we are believers, God begins to introduce us to, what, to spiritual laws, to spiritual ways of doing things, to spiritual ways of thinking. And he wants us to move from where we are to the place where our minds are what, renewed. So let's talk a little bit now about the renewing of the mind because that's where we're going to dwell the most. Let's read Romans 8, 5 to 6. Romans chapter 8. We'll read from verse 5 to verse 6. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the word spirit. The next verse. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, based on the scripture, I believe that we have three types of minds. We have the natural mind, we have the canal mind, and we have the spiritual mind. Now, the natural mind talks about a mind that is just conditioned according to natural laws. Now there are natural laws that govern the earth, the law of gravity, right? There are natural laws, the law of sowing and reaping. There are natural laws that govern this earth. So when you are aware of those things that science will teach us, there's, there's biology to grow and things like that. There are natural laws. So some people, if, if that's what all we have, then that we are a natural man. Let's read 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. So you're just, when you're aware of natural laws, then you're naturally what? Minded. 1 Corinthians 2 14. 1 Corinthians 2 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually the So the natural laws are the laws on earth and people that are naturally minded cannot receive the things of the spirit because that's too high for them. Now the next one is the carnal mind. The carnal mind. The carnal mind is a very interesting one because the carnal mind can only be associated with believers. A carnal mind is a mind that has access to the spirit of God to be renewed, but has not yet been renewed. A canal mind is a mind that has access to what a renewed spirit but has not engaged the word, the process. So you can be a believer and you can be carnally minded. It doesn't mean you're not a Christian. It just means that even though your spirit has been renewed, you still live at this realm. You're not influenced by the things of the spirit. You still make decisions from a natural standpoint. That's all it means. You're not bad. You're just carnally minded. Amen. And then of course, a spiritual mind is one that has been trained. You have subjected yourself to the Holy Spirit to train you. And so you no longer make decisions just at a natural level. You now make decisions based on spiritual laws and spiritual world principles. Now a spiritual man is also aware of natural laws. The fact that you are spiritual does not mean you're no longer in this world. So you are aware of natural laws and you know how they operate. It's just that you know that spiritual laws supersede natural laws. Amen. So God wants us as believers to move from being carnally minded to being what? Spiritually minded. Why is it important to make the switch? What is the danger of remaining carnally minded? Why do we need to make that switch? Why do we need to press in to be spiritually minded? What's the danger of being carnally minded? No danger. Nobody? What is the side effect of being carnally minded? Take the mic, please. What is the danger of being carnally minded?
6: Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 6 or so. To be carnally minded is death.
1: To be carnally minded is death. So now that Pastor answer, I can throw the question back. Pastor, what does death mean? So you can expound shades. All right. Um,
6: when we are living in a in connection from the spirit, mm-hmm. as we have established at the beginning of the teaching, um, one experiences death when you live in separation. But the kind of death that scripture is referring to here, though, is uh, where you're prone to not getting signals or getting uh, the basis for your decision or living your life from God. That is also described as death here. It's not actually referring to complete separation, Mm -hmm. but it's referring to um, when you say somebody hit a dead end, something like that, you, you're completely segregated from the real source of where the truth and the life of information should be coming from. So the scripture described it at death. That's yeah, as death. Well. Thank,
1: Thank you so much, sir. So to be carnally minded, death, you experience death. Can you obey God if you're carnally minded? Can you obey God if you're carnally minded? If you were Abraham and Abraham is carnally minded and God says, leave your house and go to a land, I will show you. Would he have obeyed if he was carnally minded? No. So that's one of the things, is that it will be difficult for you to obey God when you are carnally minded because his instructions will not make sense to your mind. You can't obey him if you're carnally minded. You cannot fulfill purpose if you're carnally minded. Imagine Noah building an ark for 120 years. In the natural sense, he had to be crazy to do that. So when we're carnally minded, it, it's, it hinders us from obedience. Number two, when you're carnally minded, when your mind is not renewed, it deters the interpretation of the voice of God. So you can pray and press in spiritually because you're connected to God. You can see dreams and visions, but your interpretation is filtered through your mind. And the chances that you, be, you will be wrong are very worth high. And so that's why we can see that people can have dreams and they're walking in the prophetic, but they use, they interpret all of those things to feed the lust of their flesh. And so they will sell you what a prophecy. Why? It's not that the person did not see, they saw, but because their minds have not been renewed, they are still, their minds are still subject to, to the lust of their bodies. They've not renewed their mind. There will be what? Wrong interpretation. Now, for example, if you're Nigerian, for which most of us are, if you grew up watching Nigerian movies or even just around Nigerians, how many people like black cats? So I came home, I've been in Canada for years and I saw a black cat in front of my house. What do you think I was doing? There was no renewal to change that Holy ghost, <laughs> you know, now a, a somebody who did not grow up in Nigeria or in my environment who does not have that perspective will come and see a cat and be like, hi, I can't do that. Why? My mindset, right? My mindset. So the truth is that we filter and we even the voice of God through our minds. So even when we see correctly or we hear correctly in the spirit, can we interpret correctly? It will be determined by the word, the transformation in our minds. So it is important that we are what spiritually minded. Hallelujah. Now quickly, I want us to take a look at, what it looks like to be spiritually minded. And I wanted to take a look at the life of Jacob. Jacob was a spiritually minded man. And I want us to quickly examine what it looks like to be spiritually minded. Genesis 25, 30 to 34. Genesis 25, 30 to 34. The story of Esau and what? Jacob. Now, all of the while that I've read this story, even as an adult, I've always thought that Jacob cheated Esau always thought that how many people think that nobody Okay. precious thank you so I've always thought that Genesis 30 so now Esau comes to to Jacob right they're grown Esau comes to Jacob and says please feed me with the same red stew for I am weary therefore his name was called Edom 31 but Jacob said sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said look I am about to die what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to what to Jacob. And Jacob saw, and Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose and went his way. Then Esau, thus Esau despised his word. right. Now let's go to Genesis twenty-seven, verse thirty-six. So this happened. Okay, I'll read this after. Just let's leave, keep that scripture up. So this happened that. Esau is hungry. Esau comes to Jacob. You imagine this and says, can I have some of your food? And Jacob says, um, sure, but I'll sell it to you. Take my food and give me your bet. Right. And then Esau was like bet. Right. Oh, no big deal. And then Jacob says to him, swear that you're giving it to me. And he swore. That's all he did. He, He had words. And then Jacob gave him the, Jacob gave him the stew. Right. Now he said, sell it to me. That means that was a trade. Is that correct? Now, if Esau took the stew, what did Jacob take? The bet, right. So that's the first, the position, right? Now, according to the Jewish tradition, the blessing comes upon who? The firstborn. So if Esau, if Jacob, Isaac now was to pronounce the blessing, who should have received it? Who should have received it, Esau or Jacob? Jacob? Jacob. Because Jacob has what? Bought that what? Position. Now, think about it. With his words, he told Esau, he said, swear to me, swear to me that this is not mine. And with words, Esau spiritually moved himself out of a position and gave it to Jacob. And Jacob completed the transaction by giving him what? Food, natural. In the natural realm. Esau had food. He had benefited something. In the natural realm to the natural eye, Jacob had what? Nothing. Then fast forward to Genesis 27. You know, Pastor kept saying life is what? Spiritual. Fast forward to Genesis 27. When you're reading through the chapter, Isaac was now blind. And then it so happened that the day he was to pronounce the blessing, that's the day Rebecca overheard the the, the conversation. Do you think all those things were natural? So as long as that transaction has happened, every force has been put in place to make sure that the blessing comes on the firstborn and that's Jacob. So it didn't matter how hard Esau tried. He would never have received it because he's taken himself out of that position, what, spiritually. So life indeed is what, spiritual. Now in this, I'll come to you precious. Now in this transaction alone, we see what spiritual, what principles that work. Number one principle is the principle of words. That with your words, the pronouncements of your mouth, it's not just Natural. That you can say something that shifts you spiritually. You can say something that moves you from one position to another world spiritually. They did a spiritual transaction that would alter their lives. Jacob didn't have to do anything. As long as he had attained that position spiritually, the blessing would come on him. Amen. Now, if we look at the story of Jacob, again, when he goes to Lebanon's house, we don't have the time to read it. When he goes to Lebanon's house, and Leban had cheated him on all of that, and then he gathers the animals, and then he peels something and puts it in front of the animals, and then the animals begin to produce according to that kind. What spiritual law was in place there? Sorry? Sight. The Bible says you are transformed as you do what behold. So they will produce according to what they are saying, not according to their DNA. Jacob was very what spiritually minded. And so he could override natural laws because he was operating at a higher realm. It's the same principle the devil is using today of beholding in Netflix that every movie has homosexuality and all. Why? They're not concerned about you. Keep watching. You become what you behold. So if life is spiritual, they are using it. The evil world is using it we have to be aware and wake up to the reality that things are not just natural. Life is what? Spiritual. And that's why in this month, the month has been dedicated that we will be committed to building spiritual understanding. So we know what to do. We know how to engage. We know how to respond in this age and time. Life is spiritual. Jacob was a spiritual man. When he would pray for for Joseph's sons, he would switch his hands because he knew that the younger once again will serve the older one. Amen. So God wants us to be spiritually minded. How do we become spiritually minded? How do we develop a spiritual mind? It begins with recognizing the fact that you need it. If you don't know that you need to renew your mind, you will not put in the work it takes to renew your mind. Because the truth is that one of the most difficult things to do in life is change the way you think. In fact, even thinking itself is difficult. That's why they pay people that think more than the people that work. Thinking alone is difficult. How much more to change your perspective? So first is recognizing that I need to change the way that I think. This, the, the, the peop- um, when we look at examples like Jacob and David, these people understood the natural laws, but they knew something. They knew the spiritual laws, and they, they ruled, they dominated their world with it. They were able to partner with God with that. Yes, ma'am.
2: Sorry, please. I just want to ask, when you look at that family, that uh, Abraham, Lincoln, is there no pattern there? is it spiritual is it i know i know life is spiritual but when you look at jacob this is uh, jacob and you look at Ephraim and the man see, mm-hmm. the same pattern so i'm, I'm just just, I just as soon as you mention it i was just like is that no pattern can a christian be under that maybe your family have a, a peculiar pattern can we be under that negative or cause okay as a christian
1: Okay. Thank you. Who wants to answer? Can a Christian be under a negative pattern? Maybe it flows in your family. Yes. Yes, sir.
7: I want
6: to believe so. Because if you look at the pattern of Sarah, Rebecca, and Raquel, they all waited when it comes to having children. Mm -hmm. Sarah waited. Rebecca waited and Raquel experienced the same thing and that's the same lineage. So I believe that the same pattern can be repeated in this family if it is not broken. Why did it not happen to Joseph's wife? Mm. Because it was broken at a particular time.
1: Thank you. So yes, it is true. It is true that as believers, we can live under certain patterns. And that's why it's important to be Aware, that's why it's important to pay attention. Because then when you pay attention and you see a pattern, then you know it's not just natural, right? And it comes back to life being spiritual, is that something has been programmed that, regardless of what you do in the physical, it will be of no use, right? Like for Esau, there was nothing he could do to receive that because of a transaction that has been taken that has taken place what spiritually. So even with patterns, is that something has triggered that pattern. So, So until it is broken. It will continue in that family. But the truth is that because Jesus has been crucified, because he's shed his blood and His bought us freedom, we can engage the blood and break the pattern because we have a higher covenant. Amen. Precious.
2: Thank you. Um, so you said we filter the word of God through our mind, and I, I feel like that was very profound. Um, but I wanted to... Um, with respect to Jacob and Esau's situation, right, and you said it was it was more spiritual transaction than the normal. But what about the place where um, Esau actually um, capitalized on, um, Jacob, sorry, capitalized on Esau's vulnerability at that time because he knew he was hungry, mm-hmm. right? I'm also kind of shift to when our relationship with the devil as well, how when he sees that we are vulnerable, that's when he attacks us, right? So for somebody like me that have been in Sunday school, you know, from a, from childhood, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, thinking from our natural mind that Jacob actually cheated Esau, mm-hmm. from a place of he saw this guy was weak, he needed this thing, mm-hmm. and so it was like, okay, you can give me that thing, no, but this is what is going to be my own request, right? So it still boils down to how we, the devil deals with us as Christians mm-hmm. when you see us in that vulnerable state. Let's say in a place where you really need something from God and you're like, you've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and it's like God is not coming through. And it's like, ah, he will not answer you now. Maybe you did X, Y, Z. So how does a believer in that, in that situation um, respond, mm-hmm. you know, in that state?
1: Okay, ma'am. Go ahead. You wanna you wanna answer her question?
3: Not really. But Not I'm really. You, to you have something. a question? I'm trying to add something.
1: You wanna ask a question?
3: Add something.
1: You wanna add something? Okay, go ahead. Okay. I'll take you and then, so, precious, I'll answer your question.
3: In as much as I believe Jacob is spiritual, I think he was actually treat, um I've like if, um I've like said it's kind of dubious and he cheated his brother. He didn't become spiritual until he had that battle with the Holy Spirit. I think that's to my own understanding okay that, party, that was where it became spiritual but from his time with laban he mm-hmm. was being dubious and because even when he was it, 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 what will I say to even when the ship was changing the specs and the lights it was being mm-hmm. it was this kind of playing a smart game
1: you can't you can't put you can't put a white stick in front of a black animal, and the animal will if, produce if, black if you're playing the game. Say,
3: what I'm still saying is, mm-hmm. he's played a smart one. He has always been the smart one. That's my own belief. He has always been the smart one. Okay. He become spiritual until that battle, and that was when his name changed.
1: Thank you. Thank you for that thought. Now, when you're playing games, who wants to? Okay. I'll take. I'll take uh, Dr. Funcho, let me take you quickly. One minute. I'll let you respond to that. Freshers, I'll come back to your question. I think I just um,
7: want to add to what my sister said. Is Even though you will see that Jacob was a master of spiritual principles, he understood those spiritual principles to the last letter. And I'm not sure how we acquired that. Maybe through observance or working with Isaac and also with Rebecca. Now, the the route through which he manipulated that spiritual principle Mm -hmm. was wrong Mm -hmm. it then programmed an iniquity into the family line and that was what the devil held on to Mm -hmm. to start to um, introduce a sort of pattern that mommy pastor was referring to into Mm -hmm. that same line Mm -hmm. because if you read the scripture i think in exodus chapter 33 34 Mm -hmm. god says that the iniquity will be visited down several generations Mm-hmm. And until that piece is identified, that unauthorized way of using a spiritual authority, okay. you have to be careful to investigate to then correct and alter, otherwise it will still be visited. But God's message system was what just ensured that if that blessing was on a frame, it mm-hmm. will still receive it, if you get my point. So you have to really investigate to know where those root causes, and I think that ties into the unauthorized route to which you manipulate spiritual principles. Okay,
1: amen. Now I want to say something. One second. and I'm, I'm, I would wrap up with this and then I we'll would go away from Esau and Jacob and continue the study. God had spoken a word before they were born and saying Jacob would lead his brother Now when a prophecy is given, prophecy must be engaged for it to find fulfillment. Do you understand? So when Jacob decides to make the trade and exchange that, right, it was just in line with that prophetic word, is that there has to be a transaction. There has to be engaging that which has been said in order for that to come upon what you, do you get? So now here's the thing is, Spiritual understanding is important because spiritual laws, whether you use them positively or negatively would always supersede the natural right amen but what we're saying is that when we have spiritual understanding we can engage god's word and see the manifestation in our lives when we have spiritual understanding we don't just leave things to chance we know how to respond and yes you can use it negatively the devil uses it with netflix and his programming the world in a certain way. So the fact that it's spiritual doesn't mean that it cannot be tampered with or used negatively. But we're saying that as believers, we need to be aware so that we can contend properly. We need to be aware so that we can engage what properly. There was a word spoken. There was a transaction that solidified it over his life. And then it came to pass. So when God speaks the word over our lives, we want to know what spiritual laws do I need to engage what has been said over my life so it comes to what to pass. Amen. In response to um, Precious's question, yes, it is true that at the point where we're vulnerable, that's where we're most likely to lose what we have. Even we saw that with Jesus what, at the cross. When Jesus was to go to the cross, he was tired. He had to go and pray for strength so that he would not abort the process, right? So it, it's, it's for us to learn even that lesson of Esau and pray that prayer, that, Lord, let me not lose what you've given to me because I'm weary. Let me not lose what you've given to me because I get so tired, and I do what, and I give up. Yes, Pastor Iyin, I'll take you, and then I'm going to wrap up.
5: Okay, I just want to add something about Jacob, just to acknowledge. So, okay. um, there's prophecy in his life, just like there's there's words that have been spoken over our lives, and um, Jacob's the prophecy over Jacob's
8: life would have been fulfilled just like Joseph, in the right way. The weakness Jacob had was his supplanting ways. And so his weakness, but the thing that Jacob had, like we are learning, is he had a focus of spirituality. This man has been seen. See, when when he sold that thing, the Bible didn't write and Jacob stole the birthright. The Bible said, and Esau despised the birthright. Because the Bible was showing us that Jacob had a mind for the value of this, Esau did not. Mm-hmm. So he has probably been seeing this right since and saying, I want this. And Esau has, and he has been seeing how Esau has been doing it, but he didn't have any way, to, he didn't know of a way to get it. Then his supplanting ways now showed up and that's what he used, but he paid for it. He, he, he had trouble for a long time. That's why when he had his encounter, his name had to be changed. When he submitted to God and said, I won't leave you until you bless me, what did God do? God said, Your name is no longer Jacob. I'm taking away that supplanting attitude so that you can now live in the prophecy without issues. Mm -hmm. So we can't justify how jacob got the blessing but it doesn't mean that that blessing wasn't his because that word had already been so when we are spiritually sensitive we now also need to align. which is where our mind renewal comes in we now need to align with so how would you have me you see the pattern of joseph there have been words prophesied about him and his alignment was i will remain with god and god with me and no matter what is happening it still came forth he didn't need to supplant he didn't need to sleep with potiphar's wife to get ahead to try to find a way. Praise the Lord.
1: Hallelujah. Thank you so much for that, Pastor Aiti. Now, quickly, we're going to go. How do we develop a spiritual mind? How do we move from living naturally to living supernaturally? So one, recognize it. Number two, exposure. If you're only surrounded by people that think naturally, it would be hard to function as a spiritual person in that environment because they'll mock you, they'll look down on you, and you'll feel stupid. So it is important that when you wanna begin this journey, surround yourself with people who are going in that direction. That's one of the reasons we come to church is so that we are exposed to the truths of God's word. We're exposed to the laws of God, we're exposed to the principles, and as we continue to do that we continue to renew our minds number three powerful one meditation 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 is key to spiritual transformation and I believe it's one of the most important one the Bible says let this book of the Lord not depart out of your mouth but meditate there in what day and night Meditate there inward day and night. I know that one of the things that God has been dealing with me even in this season is that I don't want you spending so much time watching one message to another message to another message. It's not that it's wrong to listen to messages, but you spend so much time doing that, that you don't spend time to sit down and process what you've learned. Meditation. So when I'm done from from one study, I'm pulling back to say, what have I learned? How how do I change the way I think? Is this challenging my thoughts in any way? Do I need to make an adjustment? Now, if you think about it, somebody somebody who, let's say, somebody who gets angry very easily and is very triggered, right? And the person begins to say, okay, I want to stop busting out in in anger. I want to stop busting out in anger and they keep trying, but they are not succeeding. Now the person starts meditating and they are praying about this. And then the Holy Spirit starts prompting this person, for example, and says that you believe in your mind and you always say, I'm a no nonsense person. If you talk to me, I'll give it back to you the way it comes. If that's what you believe about yourself, that's how you respond. It doesn't matter how hard you try. If that's the perception you have of yourself, if that's the way you see yourself, you'll continue to respond like that. So that I want to stop responding in that way, I will first begin by recognizing what is the belief system in my mind that makes me act the way that I do why am i acting this way what do i believe about myself so now i begin to tell myself no i'm not this this no nonsense person no i am a child of god the love of god is on the inside of me i am patient and i am kind i have the capacity to respond in love even when people treat me wrongly when i begin to change first the way that i believe on the inside of me which is the renewal of my mind then i can act differently but if i don't change that programming i might try a couple times but i'll still go back to my default word setting. and that's what meditation does that med in the place of meditation we sit down and dig deep to f- understand what is going on What is it about my mind? What is it about my thoughts so that I can reprogram myself and then act the way that God wants me to do What act? So it's not just about taking actions, but it is first changing the belief system that leads to that word action. And of course, number four is practice it. So practice it. If, for example, as we continue with anger issues, so if it's anger, you have to practice it. You have to imagine yourself responding correctly. And then practice it in different situations. It will take time. It will take time to renew our mind. That's why it's not a one day process. But the truth is that we must engage the process in order to see our minds transformed. Number five is prayer. Prayer is powerful because one of the things you see when you spend time praying is that it exposes who you are on the inside. The Holy Spirit will point to things that you need to change. So prayer is powerful. And then we must set boundaries. You cannot feed on junk and think right. You cannot feed your mind with the wrong stuff and act right. So when we When we decide that we want to renew our mind, then we have to start saying no to some certain information, some certain movies, some certain associations, so that we can engage the process of renewing our mind. Quickly, what are the things that hinder us from renewing our minds? What hinders us from engaging in this process of the renewal of our mind? I'll take two people. Does anything hinder us? What hinders this process of renewing our minds? Okay, I'm going to call names. Brad Joseph, what hinders you the most from renewing your mind, or what do you think would hinder people from renewing their minds?
7: I think most of the time, uh, without being spiritual, it's distraction.
1: Distractions. Thank you. Thank you so much. Distractions. Um, Laziness. Yes, ma'am being busy that is so true especially now we are engaged in so many things that it is hard to make the sacrifice to renew our mind and you know the biggest the 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 thing about being busy is that you can be busy doing good things you can be busy doing good things and that will still be a distraction from you renewing your mind so it's important that we pay attention to the activities that we are involved in to say should I be doing this or should I not do it? should I not do this not every good thing is is for me to do I shouldn't engage in every good thing I need to be I need to be aware of the things that I should do in this season there are certain things I will do but maybe not in this world in this season of my life so it's important to prune our activities so that we can focus and pay attention to doing the major work, which is the transformation of our minds. There's pride, there's patience. Sometimes we start the process because it's an internal work. We don't see outward results, and then we give up on the process. But it's good that we stay true and then focus. He already talked about his distractions, distractions. I'm going to wrap up by saying this, but I'm going to take questions in five minutes. I'll wrap up by saying this is, time there to being busy, is that in this season, God has called us to a season of marvelous light. Light invades our minds. Light invades us with truth, with understanding, so that we can function at a higher realm. Now, for us to access that dimension of life, we will need to learn to withdraw and spend time in the presence of God. We will need to learn to withdraw and spend time with God. Now the things that we might be withdrawing from might not be wrong activities, but I will need to cut down on our schedule so that we can access the light that God wants for us in this season. There is a desire for us to be more spiritually minded so that we can be more aligned so that we can obey so that we can fulfill our purpose. If we think about it, if God comes to give you certain instructions, can you truly obey him or would we withdraw because what it's, it's beyond us because we've not gotten to that place yet. So it is important in this season that we focus more on changing, not what we do, but how we think that in this season we focus more on changing, not what we do, but how we think. One of the biggest lessons I am learning is that when something challenges me or when something comes my way, the first thing normally I want to do is what can I do to move this problem out? But now I'm learning is that the first thing I should do is what thoughts do I need? What is God saying? What are his thoughts? Because my first point of call now should be what? To align my thoughts. When Jehoshaphat was faced with that army and he went to fast, he went to fast to what? To get the thoughts of God. And then he, he what? responded in alignment to that thought. So Lord, I am afraid. Lord, this is what is happening. This is overwhelming. And God comes and then he gives you his thoughts. Now he says, think the way I'm thinking about it. See it from my perspective. And now you can know what? Respond correctly to it. Now you can act in accordance. But it is difficult to act above how you think. So you must think it. And then you can now act at the level of your thoughts. So God is calling us in this season to focus on changing our perspective and changing the way we think. Any questions? Do we have any questions? Question number two. So it can be from any of the realm. But if it's from, when they function from the spiritual, it's because they are being influenced by an external spirit, not the spirit of, uh, an external spirit. Yes, sir. Uh, Sorry, if we don't have any questions, I just want
6: to make some additional uh, comments as we are wrapping up this teaching. Um, spirit, soul, and body, the book of First Thessalonians that we started with, started with the most powerful. And the most powerful is your spirit. And then uh, followed by the soul. And of course, the body is weak. It does whatever uh, the soul tells it to do right. Um, the Bible says that the spirit that quickens, the body profits nothing. And the Bible says that if the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of Jesus lives in you, it were quick in what your mortal body so that shows your our body is mortal it, that mortal word means weak it means a um, body that can decay that can that's weak that is not it's not in control by itself but we should not run away from the fact that the most influential of the three is the soul and that is why the teaching of tonight is pointing towards the soul Brethren, what is most important for us as Christians, because our spirit will take from what our soul has. Our soul is just like the memory of a computer, and whatever you put in there affects the entire system. The body of the computer may look good, but if the computer is going to, you know, carry what we call virus, it goes through the soul of the computer, which is the memory. Now if you are born again and uh, you want to start functioning well as a computer, the memory has to be wiped up, cleaned, and all of that, that's why you need to clean all of that from virus before that computer can function well again, even though it has its own operating system. But if the memory has been corrupted, everything is corrupted. Same way with our soul. If our soul is not right, it would be difficult for our spirit to grow. And that's why we paid more attention tonight on how can we become a spiritually minded person. You see, we're combining spirit and mind together because the spirit will take off what is in the mind. So be careful. You, you may not be able to do anything so much about the spirit except you do something about the soul. So if our soul is weak it's exposed to, the, to corruption, it's exposed to things that we should not expose them, I mean, it to, we start seeing our spirit being will become lean and think. We can't, we, our, our chances of becoming spiritual will be very, very reduced. And such a person, as we have learned from the lesson, becomes a carnally-minded person who is just thinking about bodily and, I mean, physical, senses and all of that. Now Romans chapter 8 verse 6 that we read earlier said that to be carnally minded verse 7 says is enmity to God. You cannot be God's friend if all we do is all from the place of carnality. We, we, we can't be God's friend and God's enemy at the same time. In fact the Bible says it clearly. Romans 8 6, I mean 7 to be carnally minded is enmity to God. It becomes God's enemy. And therefore we must pay attention to our, our soul. So, soul is an integration of your mind, your intellect, how we take in information. You read a book, it's going to your soul. You watch a movie, it's affecting your soul. As the teacher says, they put all those homosexuality out there, it's impacting our soul. You see so many Christians today begin to say, ah, eh, we should, we should show them love and we should, you almost even thinking like them. The Bible calls this thing distestable sin. If you are following our Bible reading daily, um, the, the Bible challenge, we're in the book of Leviticus now. Anytime it refers to all this homosexuality, bestiality, and all of that, it calls them distestable sin that God hates with passion. And yet, the world is selling them to us as if there's nothing wrong with this thing after all. After all, everybody can be. That is speaking to the soul. And what is the implication of that? The spirit man takes from that soul, and the spirit man can no longer please God. The aim of the devil is at the end, our same spirit that's connected, disconnects again. He will do everything. But you cannot reach your spirit if you cannot reach your soul. So therefore, the soul is an integration of the mind, the intellect, the will. Now we, are, we have, um, what they call it? moral free moral agent, we have our will. And God doesn't even force our will on us. The will is your will. It's given to you as a gift. Use it the way you want. And that is what would make people go to hell or make people come to heaven. It is not God sending anybody to hell, it is by will, by choice. And the third one is the emotion, the way we feel. Now, all of these things can be subjected to the Lord through the Word of God, through what we have just said today, prayers and all that. So when I pray, it's not about asking for chew and bags. It's, it's about renewing my soul. It's about getting more spiritual, spiritually inclined. It's about waking up. I, I for one, if I don't pray maybe two days, three days, I've, I, I don't have time to pray. Oh my goodness, the weakness will be so strong that I will know that something is wrong with me. And every kind of thought can just have way to sit down in such art that has not prayed so prayer reading the word, spending time with god revives us back into what we need to do and our soul becomes revived again and gets energy so the scripture also said and i will wrap up with philippians chapter 4 verse 8. now white soul is very critical and now dear brothers and sisters i'm reading from nlt version one final thing fix your thought on what is true and honorable and right I'm pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, what happened in verse 9? Keep practicing. I mean, putting into practice all you learn. So that is renewing of your mind. It's a continuous process. Thank God for Paul Apostle really helped us here. Keep learning these thing. Keep practicing. Don't just hear now and go. Let's start thinking spiritual thoughts. Someone is sick, for example, before you say, you know, wake up, you pray. things. Pray. I can't say it. I tell some people, see, I can't worry over things. It's, it's not that I don't worry, but I can't worry. If the worry comes, hey, 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 stay. I don't want to be worried. You practice it, it becomes part of you later. <laughs> if somebody says, give a wrong a, 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 a an evil pronouncement or declaration, no, you don't say that with your mouth, you don't say, I'm in need. I know I can't have money. Now, we don't, there's nothing in this house now. You're not thinking spiritual thought. A child of God don't confess like that. A child of God sees what is practical, but you say, I'm a spiritual man. In the spirit of Reb, I have in abundance. If the money is not in my hand, it's in the mouth of the fish. I command it and it will come. We need to start thinking. That's what he means by practicing it. Speak People around you, like we said, surrounding yourself with people who have the same thought. Otherwise, people are naturally oriented. We say, you see, you are fanatics. And they will want to draw you down to where they are. No, say no. It's not possible. Bible says, keep putting them into practice. What you have received from me, everything you have heard from me, and saw me doing. Then what happened? The God of peace will be with you. Before that, in verse 6, he 7, we talk about the peace of God will be with you. But when you start putting all these things to practice, God of peace himself stays with you. Not just the peace of God, but God makes your, your, your body a place of habitation. God bless you.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, sir. As we wrap up, I would like us to say one prayer. We know that um, we know that the The contention will be in our minds, in our soul, and that's where the devil would war because that would determine how we respond. Whatever controls the soul would be where our life goes, as Pastor just says, that if the Spirit of God is able to take over, then we would go in that direction. But the devil would always contend, and he would use our flesh. So I want you to pray now and say, Lord, I want you to help me. I want you to help me in this year that I would be yielded and I would walk according to your truths. I want you to help me. I want you to help me, Father, to walk according to your truth. The Bible says God has given us power to pull down vain imaginations. He's given us power to pull down thoughts that exalt themselves against the knowledge. There's a reason why the battle is in your mind because that's the control seat. That's the control room. Whoever gains control over your mind will control your life. That's the place of decisions. Lord, I want to make decisions consistent. With your word in this year. Father, we pray that you would help us to put into practice all that we have learned. Help us, O oh Lord, to live our lives, O oh Lord, in line with that which you desire, in line with your thoughts, in line with your words. We give you permission, O oh Lord, to change our perspective. Align it, O oh Lord, to your words. Align it, O oh Lord, to you. Align it to your purpose for our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we thank you. We pray for our offerings this evening for everyone who has an offering that it is blessed in the name of
0: Jesus. Amen. May we hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp if you are within the city of regina canada you can join us in person at 1771 bond street s4n 1x7 for a refreshing time in god's presence